1: Hello there. We would be if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion.
0: Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars show bringing you the latest news from the world of Star Wars plus our news, merchandise, plenty of discussion and our famous random spotlight. Welcome to episode 13. I hope you've had a good week. My name's Gary joining me as always,
1: Mr. Mark Asquith. How are you, sir? I am pretty good, my man. Pretty good. Had a bit of a crazy week, but all good and happy to be here talking Star Wars as normal, dude.
0: Of course. Yep. Uh, Talking Star Wars every week is one thing that, uh, before we started this podcast, just a bit of insight here. Before we started the podcast, it's one of those things where you have conversations with pockets of friends. Like, yeah, let's talk about Star Wars pops up in conversation over here or over there. But... Something about sharing Star Wars chat is just something very cool about that. And the fact that we get to sit here and talk about that stuff every week is just amazing to me because I've wanted to do a Star Wars podcast like you for for ages, ages and ages. And it just so happens that the stars aligned over the last couple of months and we we smashed into it. So um, yeah, it's amazing to be here chatting all things Star Wars, buddy.
1: Always is, my man. And it's good for us as well because we get... We, like, we're both podcast geeks, so we get to use Spark Rebellion as a little bit of way to test new things, like the Patreon and, like, the website that we've put up on Captivate. And, like, it's just it's just nice to be able to talk Star Wars. And then from my side as well, like, working in podcasting every single day, it's kind of an excuse to, like, I'm, I say, I can always say to Kieran, well, you know, I am using this to test our stuff, so I'm just going to do more Star Wars stuff. <laughs> like, it's the ideal job, man. I love it yeah it's amazing.
0: And it's one of those things where we don't have to be too because like you said, we're especially yourself, your, your podcast is your, your livelihood and stuff. So it's nice not to be able to it's nice to be able to just talk about something light-hearted and you know potentially random that we every week we find random stuff to talk about that's not too heavy, you know because you run a really cool um, educational, like business style uh, podcast or a number of podcasts. So I imagine it's nice just to be able to step away from the biz side of things and just chat some random stuff.
1: Yeah, it really is. Like As, as an example of that, I've got to, uh, right now I'm going to record, after we finish this one, I'm going to record like next week's episodes for my podcast that teaches podcasting. And I'm kind of like, Ugh, <laughs> it's it's awesome, but it's a bit like, this is too much work like his actual work. And then you get on there, you get, you know, you get to talk about Star Wars and it's a completely different vibe, man. So yep, absolutely with you on that one, dude.
0: Indeedy. Yes. Uh, welcome. And thank you again to our patrons. It's nice to have you on board as always. And thank you to everybody that's listening to our show each and every week. Uh, just to remind you guys or to new listeners, you can find us out on any of the podcast networks, whatever app you use to listen to your podcast, just do a search for Spark of Rebellion, You'll be able to find us over there. We're also on the usual socials. Just do a search for the same name, Spark of Rebellion. Uh, give us a like and a follow, and we, we chat lots of uh, Star Wars and post little tidbits throughout the week before we record. And spark, uh, patreon.com forward slash spark of Rebellion is where you want to find us if you want to support the show. We've got some uh, good tiers over there. You can bag some cool swag and uh, uh, support the show. So we can pump some money back into it, and we have got another another show that we've got earmarked for later on when we get to a certain amount uh, of you guys over on Patreon. So that's all good. Coming up in today's show, uh, the usual news roundup is going to consist of a bit of Battlefront 2 chat, a little bit around Snoke, uh, and then on to our review and discussion where we've got just, we're going to talk about just this amazing video that the the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel put out recently. It just looks amazing. We're going to chat around that, and then we're going to jump into the random spotlight. So I'm not going to tell you what that is now. You're going to have to wait for that coming up. Uh, First of all, though, news buddy, Battlefront 2. The Droidickers are well and truly placed in Battlefront 2 now. This was a long time. I think this is one of the things that fans have been screaming for, for months, if not over a year now. And when they dropped in the game, it's just Crazy, crazy mayhem! Have you seen any clips of? I haven't even played the game yet with these droidicas in it, but have you seen plenty of clips of this? It looks insane.
1: Yeah, it looks awesome, dude. I'm, I'm the same. I've not, I've not played Battlefront for a while now. I've been, uh, been playing Gears, and like I, I think I said to you last week, been a bit addicted to Wolfenstein on the uh, on the Switch, but outside of the fear of a like a 32,000 terabyte update to Battlefront. I want to get into this again because these these droids look absolutely <laughs> awesome. So these are the battle droids. Um they were the, uh, the 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 destroyer droids that I think we first saw them in episode 1, it was that it was when Anakin and Qui-Gon were were getting into the elevator. I think maybe the first time that we saw them. And dude, they are badass. They are badass.
0: They certainly are. Yeah. Yeah, and it's almost. Uh, I was really, I was really surprised when when Dice said that they were going to put these in, and they've actually landed because they're quite OP. If if you end up being one of the, because you've got the force field as well and the really powerful lasers and stuff, and you can just roll around pretty quick everywhere, they are pretty difficult. From what I've seen anyway, they're pretty difficult to take down. So in a, a similar fashion, you know, when they released um, uh, Anakin as a hero. Mm-hmm because he's one of the most powerful, obviously, you know, one of the most powerful Jedis in the game, he's really difficult to take down unless you've got a bunch of other people who are really good with heroes or villains, whatever. Um, he's quite overpowered. So I was surprised to see these in there because they are, they they just look great, like some of the gameplay that I've seen. There's crate and there's one clip I've seen where there's like six of them <laughs> all in like this little corridor and you just can't get near them. So uh, uh, it's, it looks like great fun, but potentially frustrating fun for the other team. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. And that's, I, I remember playing, I forget the game, it was maybe like the Phantom Menace or something on, on like an old Xbox. And it, it beat a very similar scenario. I forget which game it was, but some of the older games, like these were the same. If a raft of these just turned out, you were just, oh, man, you were, you were just in a mess. Um, so I hear you on that one, but I've got to be honest, I've, I, I don't think I've played this since you and me played it online a, a few months ago, maybe two or three months ago. Um, so I do want to get back into this. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably be able to report back from my own personal experience on this, uh, over the next few weeks once I've smashed out gears. Um, and, and, and I'll be in a lull until Jedi Fallen Order comes out. So I might, I might, I might go and uh, dive back into Battlefront, but they do, they do look cool. They just, like you said, they're just... Like they're super heavy with the shields and the dual blasters and just mm. everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're fun, dude. They're fun. It's an interesting bit of news. It's, I mean, you've been you've been saying this for a while now. You know, it's nice to see that Battlefront Two is constantly getting updated and just developing and developing and developing as a game. Um. So you know, we can only be grateful for that. I think it's awesome.
0: It is awesome. Yeah, it's one of the. I think it's a bit of a turnaround from, uh, because EA normally get. Just labelled as the bad guys for everything, and Mm -hmm. let's be honest, they did get off to a rocky start with this one. But it seems like over the last how long has it been out now? A year and a half, something like that. Nearly two years, I can't remember. But
1: yeah, and it's a better game now, isn't it? So much better.
0: Yeah, dude. It's um, there's just so much stuff in there. I couldn't believe it, especially in contrast to the first Battlefront, because that Mm -hmm. game was that was good on its own. But in terms of volume of content, it doesn't touch this one at all. So they could keep this going for ages. I don't think we need to see a Battlefront 3 for probably next gen. They can just keep this one rolling if they keep updating it. It's good.
1: Yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, man.
0: Uh so yeah, go uh, I'm I'm assuming that there was an update that dropped at some point recently for that. So go and check that out and we'll we'll jump on there at some point. Uh leaving Battlefront, uh, we've got some some more uh rumory type news around Snoke. Uh, in the run-up to the rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and this one, I'm not surprised to see this one, because this was this is some of the chat that kicked off after the uh, after the trailer launched at Star Wars Celebration for Episode Nine. A lot of people were saying this, and now it's uh, it, it's coming in in the form of a leaked scene that some people have seen, and it's essentially around Snoke giving. It sort of rewinds time back at the end of episode six, or towards the end of episode six. Apparently, yeah. Snoke sends a message to Sidious, uh, warning him about. Uh, that there's some. There's uh, that if we go if this is true. If we go off this article that we've seen, where was it uh, in the Express over here in, in the UK? Uh, if we go off this article, it essentially uh, Snoke warns Sidious not to go looking for him. Because he, he'll basically get his ass kicked if he if he finds him, because we we have to follow this rule, don't we, that we've seen in Canon for ages now where back when I think it where was it the I think it was back in the the old republic times uh, one of the sith lords. I think it was uh, oh, the name escapes me now, but anyway they they invented this rule of two where there's always a master and apprentice because mm-hmm. they didn't want all of the other Sith to just get their asses kicked. So they just sort of whittled their numbers down. It's like, right, we're going to be just two at any one time. So it sounds to me like Sidious knows of Snoke's existence. And because of that, because of this rule of two, we can't have any more knocking around. So you've got Sidious and Vader. or Because at the end, towards the end of episode six, it was looking really bad for the rebels. It was going to be Sidious and Vader ruling the galaxy once they're taking them out. So... Obviously, Sidious doesn't want another Sith Lord running around, so he's going to go after Snoke. But apparently, this leaked scene is a message from Snoke to Sidious to say, Look, if you come and find me, or if you want to, you know, search for me, it's going to be bad times. You're going to get your ass
1: kicked. Yeah, that, that, that's intriguing to me. Like, number one, I mean, like the, the whole retcon stuff kind of frustrates me a little bit, but at the same time. Yeah, I'm all right with that. It's it's one of those where you think, mm, All right, okay, so now you now you're trying to link it all to these previous films." But okay. I kind of get it. And what interests me most about this, there's a couple of things actually. Number one, yeah, you're right, ruler two. Is Snoke a Sith Lord or is it just some uber powerful previous Sith Lord? Like, can you even retire from that? I don't know. But the goal is, you know, to understand, was there more than one or two Sith out there in in the galaxy? Number two, it interests me mainly because, like, does this give some credibility to the Darth Plagueis stories? You know, is this Plagueis, he didn't get killed, they can master death, they can master the midichlorians. Is this this back to the Plagueis stuff? And then the third thing that really gets me very, very interested ties into... um, it ties into the way the first order was created because we know that as part of the i forget the name of the the operation but the operation that is covered in battlefront and in the aftermath trilogy by uh, chuck weddig like that palpatine's goal was basically just raise the empire just completely get rid of it and send them off to the uh, the outer regions, you know, even even the unexplored areas of space, you know, the unknown regions, just get, him, get them way out of there so that they can just shut up, be quiet, rebuild their army and come back as the Empire, albeit obviously renamed the First Order. So, we know all of that is canon. And it kind of makes me wonder, was... Why, was this part of his plan? Like, did Palpatine think, right, I know this plan is only going to go into effect if I am gone. Mm-hmm. So, even as much as, you know, some this person, this Snoke, whoever he turns out to be, we would probably have to throw down. If I am not around, in order for my empire to survive, is he someone I should really be linking up with my generals to kind of rebuild this thing? Mm. You know, knowing a little bit about Palpatine like we do, maybe that's hard to believe because he's very egocentric, he's very narcissistic, he wants it all to be around him, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, from another perspective, who else is from the Unknown Regions? We know that Thrawn is from the Unknown Regions, and mm-hmm. he's got a very serious grasp. His his understanding of the Empire in current canon, you know, he knew about Vader, he knew it was Anakin. Mm-hmm. He knew that, that Palpatine was a Sith Lord. He knew all of this. And at the end of Rebels, obviously, he and Ezra, who is also, you know, you'd think exceptionally Force-sensitive, where do they end up? We can only assume that, and I'm this is just a wild guess, but we can only assume there's something in there where they did end up in the Unknown Regions. Now, I'm not saying that's Thrawn, and I'm not saying that Thrawn will be involved, or that Ezra will be involved, because I think it's too much of a jump for people that have just seen the films to introduce two new characters. But, given the next piece of news, which is essentially, you know, we may as well go into this, it's the same bit of news pretty much, the fact that during September, October, November, December, we're going to get a four-part comic book series discussing Snoke's backstory. Are we going to start to see a little bit of link up here? I don't know, man. Just throwing a load of ideas out. I don't
0: know. Yeah, dude, it's... uh... It's an exciting time, to. I think the reason why this has gained a lot of traction, and I, I certainly feel this way, is because Snoke kind of feels a bit insignificant throughout the entire Star Wars saga, to me. But And the reason for that is because he's such a... Well, he's potentially such a big character, an important character, but we just don't see enough of him, and we haven't had any backstory. So I think that's why the comic book series is on its way I think fans are just, you know, they're they're just really eager to get more information about this guy because, like you said, is is he is he labeled as an actual Sith Lord or is he just this badass dude that can use the Force? But he hasn't sort of given himself the title of Sith, or I'm not sure. So it's yeah, and I think the other thing to bear in mind as well with that article, it goes on to say that Snoke does say to Sidious in this because the way that it's delivered is this holographic image that we've seen throughout Star Wars loads of times. So it's not a conversation. It's just a one-way message that Snoke is saying to Sidious potentially. And he does say that he's already destroyed uh, Palpatine's forces that were sent out to look for him already. So that says to me that Sidious is aware of Snoke and what he's doing. So maybe there's some political stuff in here as well, because Mm -hmm. the, with the, with the with the rise of the empire towards the end of episode 6 just before it collapses with the destruction of the second death star and the death of of palpatine maybe there were they, there was some of this early uh, with with the uh, these ideologists and these these guys that kind of you know were born out of their love for the empire or their respect for the empire but then didn't didn't agree with certain things that were happening. So they're going to move over to this other place and set up this new thing, which ended, which ended up being the first order. So maybe there's some political stuff as well where Sidious is aware of that. And he's like, Right, I've heard rumblings about this guy Snoke and First Order and blah, blah, blah. You know, let's send some some people over to take them out. So I think Snoke is saying to him, Look, I know that you've searched for me. You've sent your forces out somewhere, but I'm just letting you know that I've taken them out. So just don't bother anymore. So it's a yeah. fascinating um, thing, man. It's
1: really cool. It really is. And it's it's, it's it's like you said, you know, they've given Snoke such a huge part in The Force Awakens and then even in The Last Jedi, I know he got killed off very early and, and, and unceremoniously and in a, a very surprising manner. But ultimately, he did have a very, very important part to play in that, which was, you know, he he essentially allowed Kylo to ascend and, and, and put that that bridge between, not that bridge, that sort of, uh, that chasm between he and Rey, you know, he... he he had a very important part in The Last Jedi. There's no doubt about that. And a couple of other things that kind of that spring to mind on this one. Like, number one, again, is he someone that we know? Is he someone that we've seen or that will have a past to the Old Republic like you've just alluded to? And number two, is he from the Unknown Regions or did he go to the Unknown Regions almost in some kind of exile just like Yoda did? And if so, why? Yeah. There's so much to be explored here. Um, my gut tells me it's probably someone that we don't know. Like this is not you. We've seen a few theories around. This is probably not Mace Windu or anyone else that we know. Um, a Sith Lord, that'd be a, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? You mother. <laughs> All right, Snoke, calm down. Um, but I don't think it's anyone that we know because I think that would limit the storytelling. But I, my gut tells me that he has got connections to a not just one person but to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. that we know. Yeah. Um and I also believe that you know those forces because it does say in that that piece that rumor piece that Palpatine never got the message from Snoke because he was thrown down the uh, exhaust shaft by Vader before he received the message. So mm. it's interesting to me as well that like the forces that that Palps would have dispatched out to Attack snook Like, these are not going to be stormtroopers. Yeah, sure, there'll be a, a, a probably a brigade with whoever they send, but these are more likely inquisitors. These are more likely, you know, some of the royal guards, some of the, the more force-sensitive people that Sidious did. Because he, like, he bent the rules a little bit. You know, he said, all right, there's only two Sith. But look at all these inquisitors who are all force-sensitive. They can all use lightsabers, but we're just kind of not... We've just not called them Sith. We've just not made them apprentices. We've not done anything else to allude to them being Sith. So kind of, you know, Sidious being Sidious, he bent the rules a little bit. So who did he send out? Are we going to see that battle? Is that part of a future trilogy? Is that something that Ryan Johnson's working on? Is it a part of the comic book series? Like, what is going to go on with that? But hugely exciting, dude. I think this theory, if it, if it proves to play out, this could... Um, it's, good. it's one of those that's got the potential to... To make the whole sequel trilogy more interesting, you know, because you know there's a subtext to it. So, yeah, who knows, man?
0: Who knows, indeed. And the comic book is out in September. My only fear with that is we're not going to get enough content to dive into his backstory because the uh, the comic book series is called Age of Resistance, but it's only the first issue that's going to concentrate on Snoke. The other, four, the other three issues are going to be about other characters, apparently. Right, got you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm worried we're not going to get enough. I don't think one comic issue is enough to... Maybe maybe we'll get a canon book at some point down the line. I'm pretty sure Delray are working on some stuff for that. But, yeah, I agree, man. It's fascinating stuff.
1: Well, I actually uh, heard last year, way, way, way before any of this, that he was getting his own series in November. So I don't know if that still exists, because um, when you look at the comic book, uh, comicbook.com, we'll put the link in the show notes, but this is, like you said, Star Wars Age of Resistance, Supreme Leader Snoke number one. These are obviously intended to be one-shot collectibles. Um, And the description is, Supreme Leader Snoke's brutal training of Kylo Ren begins. Will the sadistic Snoke break his tormented protege, or has he underestimated the son of Han and Leia? Interesting, because... It will be, you know, from our side, it looks as if um, Snoke has maybe been training Kylo for anywhere between three and probably ten years. You know, if you mm-hmm. think that that Luke turning on him or quote-unquote turning on him in the flashbacks from The Last Jedi, that could have been Kylo at 19, it could have been Kylo at 25. We know that in The Force Awakens and Last Jedi, Kylo is 30 years old. That, it's interesting to see where they'll place this, but I do think... I do think, just digging back into the memory banks, we might even get another comic book series before Rise of Skywalker. So, yeah, we'll okay. keep you posted yeah. if we do anyway.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. And I can see a book on the horizon just called Snoke in the same way that they did with Plagueis.
1: I'll be all over that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. Right, dude. Uh, that's going to do for news. love talking about Snoke. Such a good character. Uh, review and discussion. Uh, you popped this one in there. Or I assume you saw this video at some point recently which is the Jedi versus Sith, uh, the Skywalker saga, which is over on the Star Wars Kids uh, YouTube channel. When was this put up? Uh, Only a week ago, I think, just under a week ago. And this video, out of all of the the YouTube channel, I was quite, I wasn't sure about it when they first announced this months ago, because it was only going to be used as a series of shorts just to get a younger audience into all the characters and, and whatnot. But I tell you this, I'm glad you put this in there. This video is freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, it it really is, man. And I mean, some of the the Star Wars little shorts that they've done that are all canon as well. So they've done like Ahsoka and Padme going off on a little adventure and showing showing some of the, I guess, some of the gaps in the Clone Wars. You know, when obviously Ahsoka knows that Padme and Anakin are are, are seeing each other and it, it kind of fills in their little bits of information. It does a little bit around basically any time frame in the Star Wars universe. It will fill in little gaps. You've got all sorts. You've got like Maz Kanata in there. You've got some bits with Leia and Han. You've got all sorts in there. But this one is basically... So it's about a minute and minute and something, about a minute and a half long, and it's essentially a trailer for light side versus dark side. And it runs right from, you know, Anakin, are you an angel, are you a Jedi, are you a... You know, blah, 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 all that kind of episode one stuff, right through to The Last Jedi. And number one, the animation style is fantastic. It reminds me of uh, Justin at Cartoon Smart. I don't know if you've ever seen that, CartoonSmart.com. He teaches animation. Okay. And like, uh, you know, gaming, online gaming and programmatic gaming and stuff. It reminds me a little bit of his style. But then the way this is cut and animated and just planned out, like, it just, it's almost, it could be called Star Wars Generations. You know, Mm. it's a real fantastically well-written 90 seconds of content that, you know, if you were to give this to anyone, if someone had not seen anything and, you know, they, they said, right, I'm going to watch Rise of Skywalker. It's going to give going to be my first Star Wars film. You could legitimately give this 90 second piece to them and it would be enough for them to enjoy episode nine. It's It's really well done.
0: It certainly is. And you're right on the animation style as well. Right from that very first one, what was the first um video that they put out? I think it was a Luke. I think it was a Luke because um, they went through and did some of the classic, uh, the original trilogy stuff, I think, first of all, before they expanded out into uh, some of the newer things. Where was it? Yeah. So I think the first one was... Uh, official trailer, yeah, so Luke Skywalker, the journey begins, right from that very first video, and then the next one was Vader, and then we had Luke versus the Wampa, you know, uh, in the Ice Cavern, and then R2 and then Chewie. So they started off with the, o- the OT stuff, and then they've branched into uh, some other things, but what's great about the the animation style is consistent all the way through, but there's something about it, I think you're right, This it almost serves as a trailer, doesn't it, for everything that's from literally all of the nine films, and you're right, if somebody was about to watch, if they'd never seen it before, and for some reason they chose the latest one to dive into, you could give them just this 90 second clip and be like, right, here's how, here's how like the Jedi and the Sith are portrayed throughout those nine films. Uh And I I think, I think this, ch- I don't, I'm hoping this channel doesn't stop after Rise of Skywalker, because like I said, I was a little bit, uh, so, well, am I going to check this out or not? You know these little kiddie videos. Don't get me wrong. Uh, when I say little kiddie, I mean like they are aimed at a, a very young audience. Um, I just wasn't sort of too fussed with it. I thought, yeah, I'll check it out now and then. But I've been glued to to all of them. So after I watched the first couple, the Luke and the Vader one, uh, subscribed to the channel, and they've all been fantastic. Uh, but it definitely does it gets you in the mood as well. If you're if you weren't in the mood to watch Star Wars, not just the films, but maybe the Clone Wars or, or Star Wars Rebels, if you weren't in the mood for Star Wars after watching these, then you, you certainly are. I mean, I know I am anyway. So after I've watched a few of these, I'm like, right, let's stick some Star Wars on then because that's what we're doing now. Um, but I think this one is the best one that they've done so far out of all the videos. It just, it, especially like the last 20 seconds of it. And then it culminates with that really cool, you've got Luke and Vader, you've got Ray and Kylo. And then you, it, it, the, all their lightsabers are like interlocked and the music's... Cr- yeah. oh, that's another thing as well. The music's just... They've nailed it as well. It's like the the proper... Oh, it, dude, it's amazing. It, we'll put a link in the show notes to it, but anyone that's not seen it yet, go and do it. And check out the rest of the channel as well. It's a great YouTube channel. Loads of cool little little tidbits.
1: It really is good. It, it's almost required viewing for, for Star Wars fans. <laughs> and one thing that I really was interested in with that is that at the end where they, and again, I don't know if this is a bit of a, a, an acknowledgement of what will come in Rise of Skywalker, if it's just a little nicety, but how they always do Vader and Anakin as separate people. So even at the end, where it's, you've got the good guys on the left, the bad guys on the right, as normal, mm-hmm. Anakin is one of the first people on the left as it scrolls through all the people, and it's like him versus, I think, Dooku or someone. Um, and it's just, it really is well done. It's just, okay... We're starting to acknowledge in the wider canon now that these were actually theoretically two people, Um, which adds always adds more credibility to his light side turn at the end of Return of the Jedi. I I always I like what they're doing with the canon stuff here, where they're starting to like in Lords of the Sith. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that's set, you know, pretty 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 early in the Empire's ascendancy, but it's Anakin battling with the mental mental side of Veda. and mm-hmm. then it's you know as you move through that and as you as you start to look at Thrawn and Thrawn alliances and some of the other books that are around vader you just start to see that actually anakin is still present throughout all of this and it's almost like you know it's like when something happens when you're younger and you just think to yourself you know what? i'm going to block it off and just get on with business as usual but every now and again it catches you and you kind of you think, oh crap, I've got to deal with this. It's almost like that's what was happening for Vader for like twenty years. You know, he knew <laughs> Anakin was in there, and but yeah, it was it was just easier to just be this bad guy. Um, and there were there, there were a couple of things that came out of that with with last week's chat as well, which I kind of which just intrigues me with all this, which is. This idea from last week, where we said, "Did Vader sabotage uh, at the end of Rogue One?" Like, why didn't he just force pull the plans out of the guy's hand? There was a lot around Anakin throughout the prequels, just wanting just the right thing for the galaxy. You know, he just and what he didn't know what the right thing was. So you know, first it was a Jedi Council telling him what it was. Then it was Palpatine. He didn't know what that was. He he just wanted peace and the galaxy to be prosperous. And yeah. Completely went the wrong way about it, but... A little bit. Just a little bit. But it was it's one of those interesting things where, you know, are they going to... As they're starting to put more of these little shorts out, these little snippets, are we going to see more of that? Because we are seeing Anakin on the light side and Vader on the dark side. I just... I know that's a bit of a digression, but with the new Thrawn book coming out, that comes out 23rd of July, that was, you know, very much leading on from, from Anakin and, and Vader's duality. Um, and then Thrawn's unpicking of that duality. Because he, ju- he and Grand Moff Tarkin are, t- are testing Vader all the time. You know, they're dropping things in. Like, I think uh, sorry, Thrawn says something like along the lines of, you know, remember when we did that thing back in the Clone Wars, and Vader's like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it, it, that just really interests me. And I think, you know, when coming back to that Snoke discussion, There's a lot of good stuff I think that we're going to start to see revealed by the end of this year. There's Thrawn, there's Snoke. Are we going to see more with Vader and Anakin in Rise of Skywalker? I think we probably are. And yeah, just very exciting time, dude. Defo. And
0: I like that you mentioned in, so at the end or towards the end of the video, uh, where you've got the light and the dark side characters facing off against each other, you mentioned that on the left where the good guys are, you've got Anakin there. And on the right, you've got Vader. One thing that's kind of sad is Mace Windu doesn't have an opponent. He's just there on his own at the back. With his purple lightsaber. ready. He's ready to... You can tell in his face, like the way the animators have done his face, that he's absolutely ready for a tear-up. But there's just nobody there because at the back, you've got Yoda going off against Palpatine. Uh, And then you've got... Actually, Qui-Gon doesn't have anyone either. Oh, that's interesting. So you've got Qui-Gon, he doesn't have anyone, but then you've got uh, young Obi-Wan against Maul, then you've got uh, Anakin against Dooku, Luke against Vader, and then Rey against Kylo. So you've got Qui-Gon, and maybe Qui-Gon and Mace should just bugger off and start something else, like the opposite to the First Order. Like whatever the next
1: Jedi thing is, they should have started that. I think you're uh, a little bit mistaken, actually. The um, you know the the, the mace window not having anything in front of him to uh, to oppose him, it's because they've drawn a very clear see-through transparent window there, um, which he then gets thrown out of in Revenge of the Sith. So yeah, it's uh, it is there. You just can't see it because windows are transparent. And uh, Qui Gon, he's probably meditating because we know that's what he enjoys with his little beard. He doesn't reply though, does he? Nice, he's Qui-Gon see you later
0: he's, yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon's gone yeah in the in the book the book that's just called Obi-Wan no sorry Kenobi is it just called Kenobi or Obi-Wan uh-huh Kenobi yeah Kenobi yeah throughout that whole book Luke, uh, Obi-Wan oh god bloody hell Obi-Wan he's there meditating all the time trying to commune with Obi-Wan from the netherworld and he never gets a reply he just he's there you know
1: ignores him tired of that crap with him and then he's all in the Clone Wars, he's all over Yoda. Oh, look at me. I a boss. Oh, he's like Gareth from The Office Qui-Gon, isn't he? <laughs> what a joke that is. No, but uh, Mason. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever see anything else with Mace Windu? Because he was, like, such a good character and such... He was, like, supposed to be... He and Yoda were just by far and away the greatest Jedi ever before Anakin, theoretically, you know, obviously never got his potential. But Mm. those guys were the most badass. Like, no one could take him down in sword play. He even beat Sidious. You know, he did... Lucas came out and said he actually beat Sidious. It was only Anakin being a a, a little pussy that that did did him over. (laughs) Um, So do you think we'll ever see anything with Mace Windu? Anything ever again? Uh, I don't think so. The thing is, I would love to see some more because he's
0: an intriguing character in the way that... And I read this, I think this is in a book somewhere. It's either in a book or a comic book run somewhere a couple of years ago, or maybe longer than that. But they explained the reason why Mace Window has a purple lightsaber. His is unique, isn't it? Because all the other Jedis are either blue or green. Mm -hmm. And I think there was an explanation that the reason why his is purple is because when he's... When he's having a tear up, he kind of borders. He goes right up to that line where he's he can see the dark side over there, and he knows that he could potentially use it and, and get more power, but he restricts himself. So he's he's whenever he's kind of in in the zone, sort of thing, he has this thing where he he's kind of up against the the border of the light side meeting the dark side. So his his kyber crystal, whatever he used to make his lightsaber is that colour because he's he ventures into that dark, not the dark side solely, but he's up looking at over the horizon into the dark side. So his lightsabers a bit darker, hence the purple hue. So it's that kind of stuff that I'd love to see more or read more about with, with Mace. Um, but I don't think we're going to see him in any stuff. I don't think we, he's going to pop up in any TV or films from now on. I just can't see that. That happening but i hope we get some more stuff in books or whatever because it's a great character
1: it would be good to get a book or a comic series wouldn't it
0: Mm. it would be good a sith lord
1: you have earned my respect skywalker (laughs) (laughs) all right calm down mace window what are you doing why are you being so standoffy all the time mother all right calm down easy tiger have, have
0: we gone through the show without having to put an explicit badge on this one? Yeah, I'm we trying weird. to get through
1: it. Yeah, I'm trying to get. Through, I'm trying to get through it.
0: It's a constant. We're struggling, but we're we're getting a, better.
1: It really is a constant battle. <laughs> it's like the light and the
0: dark hitting up against each other all the time. Maybe we should have purple lightsabers.
1: Well, I think we. Are, I think I do have a. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
0: Moving on. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. we get on to our random spotlight. Where can people find us out in the wild, dude?
1: Well, you know, you can find us Spark of Rebellion on all of the social networks. You can now check out our newly minted website at sparkofrebellion.com. And of course, if you want to get bag some of that merch and some of that swag that you guys mentioned earlier on, go and check us out on patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. We've got a few different tiers that you can get involved with uh, over there. So please go and check that out. It would be We would be eternally grateful for that.
0: We would. Yeah. Love having you guys on board, joining the rebellion, so to speak. So the more of you, the more we can talk Star Wars, which is never a bad thing.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. So what's the uh, what's the random spotlight? I can't remember. Oh, I put this one in, didn't I? I totally forgot. (laughs) Well done, me, on the admin. Um, We've got right. How do we say this? Uh, Is it Jonas Swatamo? Jonas, according to Wikipedia, it's Jonas. Suatamo, who is the Finnish actor and pro basketball player who took over from Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. So we put in Jonas in here just to kind of give him a bit of a shout-out. Played the role in, what, four films now? I want to say Force Awakens, Jedi, Solo, and uh, Rise of Skywalker. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, Solo. Yes, he was in that, yeah. yep. Forgot about that.
0: So I think in The Force Awakens, he... I think he he part shared that with Peter. I think Peter Mayhew did a lot of the like the stuff where he's just sitting down in the Falcon and mm. or he's just lazing around sort of thing. Because bless bless his soul, old Peter Mayhew. Uh, I think his I think he was meant to have an operation on his back or his legs. I think he did have that a little. Bit. I think when they were going through the whole casting thing mm. initially, when they were going to bring Star Wars back and they are in the Force Awakens. I think Peter said, well. I can do it, but my legs are shot to bits these days. I can have this operation, so I tell you what—you know—I really want to be in the Force Awakens, so I'm going to go and have this op, and then I'll be back. But I won't be able to do like legging around too much or jumping hurdles or anything. So, I think for like the the scenes where Chewie's more active and he's running around, shooting, and all that sort of stuff, I think that is Jonas doing that stuff. It must be, yeah. Uh, are we saying that right? Is it Jonas or Junas? Junas.
1: No, it looks like it when you look at the Wikipedia article. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, honest, yeah. yeah, the pr- the pronunciation looks like Ju- uh, J- Jonas Swatomo. That's right. Um, which fair play, you know? That's uh, we're <laughs> terrible. At it. Like British people <laughs> are so <laughs> bad.
0: Fair, fair play, mate, on your name. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair play, play on your parents, that. But were.
1: British people are, are we, we, we suck, man. Well, like if we can't say, it, then it must be them that it, like everyone else in the world <laughs> is wrong. Like English people are terrible at this.
0: Yeah, you've got a point, mate. Yeah, so if we're if we're if we can't say it correctly, then it must be their fault. You know, they're not letting us know how to say it properly.
1: Yeah, fair play, Jonas. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> you, you're all right. Let you off. Let you off. Uh,
0: I saw this guy in a behind the scenes thing. So any, anyone that's got the the solo uh, Blu-ray or DVD, or if you've got it on iTunes, the iTunes extra stuff, you get the special features on there. They did like this round table thing with. Uh, what's the guy's, um, Ron Howard, who ended up directing it. There's like a round table. Are we table. saying that right?
1: It's not Rune
0: Howard, is it? It's not Rone, yeah, not Rone Howard. Ron Howard, How- <laughs> yeah, he did the, the round table with those guys. And the way that he came across, he was just so thankful to be in Star Wars. He was saying that, like, it was his kid's dream. Like, I think there was a, there's some photographs where he brought I think it was his, I can't remember exactly, his son or his daughter, he brought them on set and his face is just beaming. Like, you know, there's some people where they, some actors are just like, oh yeah, it was a role and, you know, I did that and it was good, you know. But I'm now working on this. He seems like the type of guy that's just a massive Star Wars fan himself and he's like living his best life being in Star Wars. Because if you think about it, if you're you're someone like Peter was, who, who is that tall, you, 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 I imagine it's difficult to get an ordinary acting role because a lot of other actors aren't that tall. Like, imagine, imagine Jonas and Tom Cruise in a film—that would
1: just be ridiculous. I knew you were going to say Tom Cruise. I was going to go with Tom Cruise as well. That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be like—I tell you what—they could remake Twins. That would work, dude. They're talking about remaking Twins, are they? Yeah, I can't remember. The actors were ridiculous. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Although, did you see that we're going to do a Twins 3, where it was going to be DeVito, and I think this is in production, I'm going to Google it, Twins 3, It was it's De, it's DeVito, right? Arnie, and guess no, who the other, the triplet is?
0: Uh, go on, There's, it must be like Kevin Hart or something like that. Eddie Murphy. Eddie, Mur- <laughs> Eddie Murphy, come on. Oh man, but hold on a minute, more importantly,
1: is there a Twins 2? Oh, crap. Sorry, you're right. No, Twins 2 they're going to do, not Twins 3. Oh, my was bad, my say. bad.
0: When, was, when did that pop up?
1: No, that wouldn't be good. No. D- oh, man. Like, Arnie, since he got out of being the governor, he's just revisiting all of his roles. And uh, I actually... The new Terminator movie looks pretty good. It does, actually. Yeah. I love the- on the beginning of the trailer, they're like producer, James Cameron, is back and you're like, yeah, alright, that'll be fine, I'll take a punt on it now, but, you know, if that wasn't at the beginning, I'm done with it, you know <laughs> they, they know where they screwed up, don't they oh, they, of course, yeah, yeah it's like,
0: let's get some name drops back in let's get some old old faces yeah, I reckon that one would be pretty good, you know looking forward to it, yeah, uh, there was um what was I going to say there was uh oh, sorry, was, talking of Arna, yeah and coming back, just quickly, one of the best, one of the, the Biggest missed opportunities, I would say, is, and they should have done this years ago. Is you remember the old Arnie film Commando, where he played John yep. Matrix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do a John Matrix, John Rambo. Like no, that'd be insane. Like, dude, come on, like John Rambo, because a new Rambo's coming out. Is it the end of this year or next year? It's the last one.
1: Yeah, this year, yeah.
0: Yeah, John Matrix could have popped up, given him a hand. I think he's whipping up Mexicans or something. Right. <laughs> Come on. Mate, John Matrix, John Rambo. That would have been amazing. Yeah. It's, instead, they wasted good. it on that crappy prison film. The breakout prison crap.
1: Oh, that was bad. Stallone's actually doing another one of those, Escape Plan 3. He came out on Instagram last week and <laughs> said, Escape Plan 2 was the worst movie I've ever been a part of, but <laughs> it, it was it literally by far the worst. And he said he was basically contractually obliged to do it, but now he's doing an Escape Plan 3 to kind of just make up for it. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> Stallone, actually, when, he, when he's when he been Stallone and he's allowed to do his own stuff, like. You know, two out of four of his films, like he's 50, he's got like a 50% ratio of his films, been pretty good. And then the other two out of the four are just absolute dogger. Um, <laughs> I love it but, when Ricky
0: Gervais introduced him at one of the Golden Globes. Oh, go on, what was that? Yeah, he was like, Our next actor is potentially one of the most versatile actors you'll see in Hollywood over the last however many decades. And he gets his fingers out as if he's going to start reading off all these different types of roles. And he's like, He's played a soldier and a boxer. And he sort of (laughs) runs out there and he's like, Sylvester Stallone. And everyone's like, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can see Stallone's face face. is like,
0: I'm probably going to punch you later for that, but I'll let it go now.
1: Yeah. And he probably would do as well. I wouldn't like to get on the end of a Stallone punch. I reckon he's rock hard.
0: Oh, still. Yeah. What was he like? Nearly 70. He must, he must hand out a decent slap
1: still. I actually think he's older than that. Let's have a look. Sylvester Stallone age, right? He's seventy-two. Shut up! Okay, and just and have a look at him, right? Seventy-two. Arnie, seventy-one. Crikey,
0: Moses! Hold on. Yeah, Arnie's 70, Arnie's younger, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. Seventy-one. Dolph Lundgren,
1: sixty-one. He's in good shape still. He's dude. He's absolutely off the charts. Like when you look <laughs> at what people do, like Harrison Ford, seventy-six. So to be clear, Harrison Ford is nearly eighty. Yeah,
0: he's um. <laughs> I can't see him hitting the gym anytime soon, though. He's comfortable now, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's comfortable. And Jason Statham is fifty-one. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they all look good, don't they? Keanu Reeves, fifty-four. Now
0: ben that's ridiculous. The Keanu Reeves one—that is ridiculous. Come on, he—he he doesn't even look forty. What is he? Fifty-three, fifty-four.
1: Yeah, he doesn't even look th- like thirty-four, dude. Jet Li is fifty-six. Yeah, what is going on? Last one that I'm going to throw in there: Jackie Chan is sixty-five years old. Yeah, man. Ugh. People in Hollywood are getting their spring water from somewhere. I want to know where that is. <sighs> Mate, it's them Hollywood Hills and that Botox in the old uh, in the ankle. Good lord. Anyway, we digress. Sorry about that. My bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do digress. But anyway, Chewy, what do you? did you know, uh, did, does anyone know the difference between when it's Peter on screen and Jonas? Did you know?
1: No. That's
0: how good this guy is. I know. You can't even tell. His face looks exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. He's had a haircut, but other than that, he's yeah, I trimmed him up a bit. But I'll tell you what, though. That, that, I think that was a good thing for him to hang out with Peter. I think, um, I think Peter spent a load of time with him when they were doing The Force Awakens or the run-up to it. So
1: he well, he could, consulted as well, didn't he, on Last Jedi? May he was on set for The Last Jedi.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. So I think it's great that Peter was just like, look, I, I care about this. this guy. Sorry, this character is my entire life, pretty much. So yeah. I need to make sure that it's being passed over to Good Hand. So you can tell, like, those little mannerisms, like the way he just sort of cocks his head over to the side at certain points and the way he moves and stuff. He's got it pretty much bang on. I'm t- I am wonder if there's going to be any more Chewy because that petition's been fired up again to make Solo 2. So I'd assume that he'd be back for that. But it, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get more Chewy, dude, like in these newer films that are, that are propping up. Probably not the... If, if it's true that the... Um, the, the Benioff and Y stuff is set in the, the old Republic. We wouldn't see him there, but maybe the old, uh, what's his face? Who's the guy that's that gets uh, accused of ruining Star Wars? What's the director's name? Oh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, yeah. Um, if, if he's going to do any more sort of current timeline or slightly future timeline stuff, let's get Chewie back. Let's get Jonas doing his thing.
1: Yeah, I'd be up for that. I'd also be up for a solo too. I wasn't the greatest fan of it when it first came out, but on rewatch and rewatch, actually, I don't mind it. And I think it would be good to explore the criminal organization side of it and look at, you know, round out Darth Maul's story um, a lot more. Because, I mean, we've had some really great Maul content and just to bring him closer to solo and and, and all of that sort of side of things, I think would be quite interesting. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, boy. It's a good random one to
0: throw in because his name isn't well known, is it? Uh, across like the Star Wars. When you when you say to somebody out in the street, tell me five people who starred in Star Wars. I'm pretty certain very tiny number if anyone would say this guy's name. At the moment anyway.
1: Yeah. So it's a, yeah. It's a good little random a random actor to throw in, dude. Nice one. We'll have to see, see if we can get him on the show. He seems like he's accessible enough. We should do that.
0: Yeah, he's He's a is a fan of he's a fan of Star Wars, and we do a Star Wars podcast, so it all yeah. fits.
1: And he's probably a fan of ours.
0: Well, I imagine he's listened to at least half of our shows.
1: I'm surprised he's not one of our patrons, actually. Yeah,
0: let's let's hey, speak. tweet him. Let's tweet him. Find out why he all hasn't right. can, uh, he hasn't uh, signed up yet.
1: Don't you want a sticker, Jonas? Calm down, son. Uh, speaking of patrons, <laughs> uh, big shout out to Regina Drury, who's going to be on a future show. She's uh, a supporter one of our patrons. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, Regina is going to be one of the random spotlight over the next few months and uh, has just been binging the entire show in her downtime uh, throughout the summer holiday, the summer break in the US. So, Regina, thanks. Hope you're enjoying it. And, uh, Hope all is well the other side of the pond, as we British people say. Um, I think that's pretty much it, dude. I think we've 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 covered a lot today, actually. <laughs> we have indeed. Let's stick
0: a pin in it there before we go off on any more tangents.
1: Spark of Yeah, check us out, guys, on the old Patreon. That'd be good. As you can join Regina, Tom, Chris, Sean, the other guys over there. Patreon.com forward slash Spark of Rebellion. And you can get some fancy swag, some fancy merchandise, exec producer credits. And if you are so inclined, go and give us a rating and review on your favourite podcast app. That helps with the discoverability. helps new people to discover the show. So, uh, yeah, go and give us one over there. It only takes 30 seconds. And,
0: uh, yeah, cheers, guys. It's been fun, man. Always fun always fun dude love chatting Star Wars as I've said before I'm never gonna stop saying that as long as we record Star Wars I'm always gonna love chatting about with dude it's it's awesome it's been great having you guys aboard another week for episode 13 we'll be back next week for episode 14 giving you a load more Star Wars news uh, a bit more discussion and uh, whatever we pick to be our random spotlight I'm sure we'll talk about that for 10% of it and then tangent for the other 90% but there we go we'll be back then uh, so like <laughs> so until then, uh, take care of yourselves, uh, all good, and may the Force be with you always.